0: Hello, my name is amy i'm both the host and owner of vet team training podcast i'm really excited about this podcast i had a question that came to me from someone on my members only site with a real predicament a toxic team member left which is good news usually but one of her best friends still works at the veterinary hospital and her best friend keeps talking to the toxic person The employee that's still at the veterinary hospital is a very good employee and shows up to work in a very good spirit. But by the end of the day, she's disgruntled, disconnected, and unhappy, and there's a drastic change on her. We don't want to lose this employee because she's very good, but she's definitely changed in terms of her behavior since the other toxic individual has left the hospital, large in part having the toxic individual leave has been a very good thing, but unfortunately this one employee just is really struggling with that. So what do we do? We can't walk up to the good employee and say, listen, I know you're still good friends with her, but I really need you to stop talking to her. That never goes over well. And so we need to make sure that our communication is one that comes from what I like to call polite, kind honesty. Because ultimately we want her to be happy at the veterinary hospital. And she comes in relatively happy, but by the end of the day, she's kind of a bit cranky and unfortunately is kind of bringing everybody down. How do we have that conversation? First of all, leave the other employee out of it. That's her friend. They're still communicating. And the other employee is always going to be inflammatory when it comes to the fact that she left the hospital. She left, whether or not she was terminated or she left on her own accord she's going to be unhappy with the veterinary hospital. Very few individuals actually tell the other side of the story as to why they decided to leave or they were terminated. Usually employees don't tell their friends and family, look, I was written up three times. I barely showed up on time and I was a pretty terrible employee. That never happens. And so they don't see the other side of why they potentially needed to leave or why they were terminated because they're so angry in that moment. It serves no purpose for you to attack the employee that was terminated. They're gone and it's done. So even if that person is directly reaching out to other employees that are currently at the hospital and bashing the hospital on a daily, you can't say, I know so-and-so is reaching out to you, so I'm asking that you don't respond to them. Absolutely do not say anything. Just don't respond. I'm asking you to. Because that makes you sound like you're trying to manipulate them trying to control your team, let them make that decision. It is the former employee's right to reach out to whoever they want so long as they're not trying to steal hospital secrets. Leave the other employee completely out of it because that takes away from what you are trying to do, which is build trust and point out the fact that there is a behavior or a workplace issue that is affecting that person's performance, or the team's health and well-being. And so I really love the concept of what I like to call polite, kind honesty. This is actually also known in big business as radical candor. But to be perfectly honest, I hate the term radical candor. In fact, ironically enough, Kim Scott, who writes on radical candor and and is probably the leading authority behind it, definitely check out her book. It's amazing. She actually has also changed the terminology throughout the years because the original term radical candor didn't seem to fly very well. And now she's trying to kind of rebrand it, calling it compassionate candor. Either way, I don't like any of those terms. So the term that we can all relate to is polite, kind honesty, right? So PKH, that's what I like to call it when I'm trying to communicate to an employee That's having a behavior issue, and I need to address it. Let's talk about behavior issues, right? They're different than medical mistakes or medical issues that we may see on a daily basis in our veterinary hospitals. This person isn't making medical mistakes, and they're not having client complaints lodged against them, but they are having a behavior issue that is directly affecting how they function within the team and to the other hospital leadership. So how do we affect behavior without offending them? How do we do that in terms of a good solid way of communicating that I care about you and I want what's in the best interest of you? How do we do that? This is that concept of again, polite kind honesty. You need to be polite when you are bringing up this conversation. Try to eliminate the emotions Be polite about it, think about the words that are coming out of your mouth. In fact, I would even encourage you to rehearse the first few lines of how you're going to introduce this concept to the employee. Think about what it means to be when you're having a polite conversation. You're going to smile. You may shake their hands. Probably not right now in the time of COVID, but usually, you know, starting off with a handshake or hello is a nice way of starting off that conversation. Ask them how they're doing rather than jump right into your area of concern. Set the tone by being polite and then set the tone for being kind. So this is the second part of it. Start your conversation off with something kind so that you get the buy-in for what you're about to say. You care about this employee, so come to it with kindness. A great example. If you see a client with an unruly dog out in the parking lot and this dog is pulling them left and pulling them right and you just walk up to the client and say, you need to get better control of your dog, that conversation probably not going to go very well, right? It's tough to just walk up to someone and criticize them right away. Just like when we're delivering conversations about behavior or performance to our employees, we can't just start off with the knee-jerk reaction of, This is what you're doing wrong. Now tell me how you're going to fix it. That's a tough conversation to have with employees, especially when it comes to behavior. And so we want to present something kind to them. I really value you as an employee. In fact, you're really great with X, Y, and Z. Now this is where you bring in your concern, right? So you're coming from a place of kindness. And this is really important when we're delivering a message that we're worried about how it's going to be received. And in this case, we have this concern where this employee is still talking to a past former employee who's pretty disgruntled, and it seems like it's rubbing off on them. So we need to address it, but we have to address it again, what? By being polite. And starting off with kindness so that we set the tone for the conversation and we are not going to talk about the other employee because the other employee has nothing to do with this individual's behavior it might be contributing factor but ultimately this employee is acting the way that they want to so we can have contributions to our behavior but we have to accept the fact that our behavior is totally on ourselves. I was just guilty of this the other day. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and I said, you're making me feel guilty about this. And he said, I'm not making you feel anything. He was 100% right, and I'm glad that he called me out on that. So even if we feel that this past employee is making this employee be disgruntled, That is not true. This employee is disgruntled because they choose to be this way, right? Nobody's making you act or behave a certain way when it comes to working in a veterinary hospital. You are your own person. And the emotions and the behavior traits that come with that individual is solely up to that person. And we have to remember that. That's really key. So come to them with kindness. Praise them on something that you've been seeing that is really good. Some sort of trait that they're excelling at. That's really important because that way they know that you care about them. Let's go back to that example of that woman with the dog who's acting out of control, jumping around in the parking lot, acting like an idiot. And if you just say, you need to get control of that dog better, ma'am, it's not going to go well. However, if you say to her, I can see you really love your dog a lot, but it looks like he's ripping your arm off, completely different way that client is going to view that conversation. You complimented her, you came from a place of kindness, and now you're offering help. Okay, so let's do the same thing. Now, here's the hard part of the PKH system, right? Being honest. We need to be honest because we can't dance around it. Veterinary professionals are much better at communicating with animals, or at least most of us are, right? I have no problems having an entire conversation with a dog or cat that never says anything back to me. I will tell them about what I'm eating. I'm going to tell them how amazing they are. I'm going to have an entire conversation about my day with my pets. But when it comes to actually having a conversation with people, it can be a lot harder. We're worried about what they think. And if you're a leader or a manager, you're worried about bruising their ego or making them more disgruntled or any of the above. But if you've come from a polite place and you're coming from a kind place where you're compassionate and you're empathetic towards this individual they will see that your honesty is rooted in caring and that is really important. And so here's the third and hardest part of this conversation, because anyone can pay someone a compliment and anyone can be polite, but being honest, eek, how are they going to take it? So you know your employee the best, right? Make sure that you deliver the message as soft or hard as it needs to be in order to impact that employee. Never go as hard as you think you should go because most employees get the message. But if you say, well, you know, I really enjoy you when you come in the morning, you seem like you have this really wonderful, happy spirit. And then, you know, by the end of the day, you just seem a little bit tired and I'm just really worried about you. Are you tired? What What the heck are you trying to say? Just get to the point. Because a lot of times we think they should be able to read between the lines, but they can't. So you know what? I really appreciate you because you have this amazing ability of being a great mentor to so many new hires that we have on the hospital floor. But I've noticed a change in your behavior, and I just want to talk to you about it because I really care about you, and I just want to see if there's anything we could do differently or if you're unhappy about something. We've gotten to it now, right? There's the honest part. Dive into it a little bit deeper. It seems like when you come in the morning, you're, you're happy, bubbly self, but by the end of the day, you you kind of seem maybe annoyed with me or annoyed with the team, and I just, it wasn't something that you used to do. I'm just concerned because I really value you as part of this team. And I want to make sure that you're happy here. So talk to me. What could be done differently? or, Or what's missing? Or what are you unhappy about? And it might just be our own perception. Maybe they really aren't unhappy. Maybe they're just so burnt out, right? And by the end of the day, they're exhausted. Or maybe they really are unhappy. And this is their moment to get it out. Listen to them. This is the next key step, right? Because this is their moment to talk to you. And if you shut them down or you devalue their feelings or what they're about to say, that's gonna void all the trust that you have. So have that open conversation, but then now shush, just listen to them. This is really important. You've asked the question of what's going on. Let them speak. And if they're not willing to speak, that's okay. But just say, hey, listen, I, I know you say there's nothing going on, but I feel like there is. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let this go. And I just, just know I'm here for you. I want you to be happy here. I want you to be successful here. And if you ever do want to talk, just come to me. That's all I'm asking. And if they come to you later on, great. And if all of a sudden their behavior improves, fantastic. But at least they know you care and that really helps to bridge that trust and that gap that might be missing. When they talk to you, if they start saying the worst things in the whole world, I'm completely burned out. I feel like no one cares. I run around more than everyone else and everyone else seems to be just sitting down and I'm the only one doing a great job. Listen to them. Take it all in. It's probably not best to fix all the problems in that exact moment. But as managers, we feel like we need to solve all the issues right then and there. Here's a tip from me to you. You do not need to solve all the problems right then and there. This is just a mission in which you are gathering information. So let this individual talk, acknowledge that you hear them, Repeat things that are poignant to you. What I hear you saying is that you feel like you're not valued as a member of the team. Is that correct? So that they know you are listening. When you use the words I hear you saying, that's just going to repeat the information back to them so that everybody's on the same page. Now I want you to say your thoughts and feelings are valid. Let me think about what you said because you do have some really valid points And I want to talk to you again about this. I just need time to process this. There's no harm in calling for a second meeting in which you have to process what they just said. Some of it may be hurtful to you. Maybe they do have an issue with you personally. They might say some really terrible things like, I don't feel like you care about me. You seem to care about everybody else, but you treat me as if I'm the, the plague of the hospital and I want to know what's going on. Validate what they just said by saying, what I hear you saying is that you feel like I don't care about you. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like you don't care at all. I'm wondering why I'm even here. Thank you so much for bringing this up to me. It's a lot to process. I just need a little bit of time to think about it, but I want to come up with some solutions for you. So just give me a little bit to process what you said, and I want to have another meeting if that's okay with you. That means that you care. You don't have to solve all the problems right then and there. But if they cite issues that they are seeing in the hospital or within the team or even yourself, you need to come back to them with some solutions. And so maybe if it's a personality issue between the two of you and they actually bring that to light, which kudos to them because that takes a lot of trust and a lot of nerves to be able to do that and say things to your manager that they might be unhappy with, right? So if they do happen to mention that they feel like you are part of the issue, thank them for that. That's a really big thing. It's hard to stomach. Go home and think about it, but don't take it out on them. Now at your second meeting, come up with game plan. What you think could help solve some of these issues. And in the interim, ask them to do the same. Say, you know, I heard you saying that you felt like the rest of the team wasn't cleaning. So how about we come up with a cleaning list where every day someone's assigned to certain jobs or certain tasks so you're not the only person feeling like you're the only one cleaning. I heard what you're saying is that you feel like I don't care about you. I want to have more of these conversations and actually I guess I don't really know you that well. Can we go out to dinner or lunch just so that I get to know you a little bit better? But I also appreciate you coming to me with concerns about me and I want to improve upon that so I need to figure out a way that we can figure out a better relationship together. Tough conversations around behavior issues are never easy. But if you take that polite, kind, and honest approach, it's going to go over a lot better than if you sit them down and say things like, I heard you've been gossiping a lot with our former employee. (laughs) That's not going to go over very well. In fact, they're probably going to gossip even more. So I hope that this helps. There's never an easy solution. And ultimately, here's the big thing in all of this. Even if you come from a polite, kind, and honest point where you're trying to foster a better team member and you're trying to create better relationship of that individual within the team or between you and that individual, it is ultimately up to the individual to receive and recognize That you are coming from a place of caring. When we have employees that are so disgruntled and so unhappy, sometimes it doesn't matter all the polite, honest, and kind conversation that we have with them. They just don't give a flying beep anymore. And that's an entire different podcast on burnout and how we deal with that. But... For now, when we're just dealing with a small behavior problem, this is a really good approach to bringing out that conversation in a productive manner that we can actually build off of from there. I hope that this helps. Check out all the other amazing blogs and podcasts on vetteamtraining.com. My name is Amy Newfield. Have a wonderful day and be a unicorn.